Hey folks, welcome to another episode of Dabblin' and Dribblin'. Before we begin, just want to remind you to check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Subscribe, rate us five stars if you think we deserve it. Let us know how we're doing. And then follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And really appreciate the support from folks out there. We really appreciate that you've been listening to the show. And here we go. Let's get it started. What up, folks? Welcome to another episode of Dabbling and Dribbling with Alex and Bride. Hey. Um, this is week two of the NBA season, mm-hmm. which is very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, how? Before we obviously begin with the shenanigans, how you been? I've been good. Doing well. Yeah. I'm, at a, I'm in a good place, life, professionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just cruising along. How about you? You know, I had better weeks, but... Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You can share those things on the cast. Why don't you share those things on the cast that we talked about before this? What am I going to do with you? Oh my gosh. I just want everyone to know that Alex is really mad at me. She, all all I want to see my friends do is succeed. (laughs) And when they don't let themselves succeed, I get upset. Yes, he gets upset because I'm just really bad in relationships. Anyway, we're just going to continue on. We could do a whole month-long cast. We really could. We really could. Talk about how, what the hell is wrong with you? But you know what? You've made great improvements. You're right. And you're still, you're getting stronger every time. (laughs) Just got to polish some of those edges. We'll get you there. Most of it is thanks to you and our friend Winston for my improvements on... Just want to see you do better. (laughs) Better. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. I feel like we've teased teased everybody enough, but no, life has been good. I have a couple of a couple of fun things lined up in the coming weeks, which yeah. I'm stoked about. Um, some travel I'm doing for work, mm-hmm. um, and you know, just kind of I don't know, just hanging and getting getting a lot of uh, art stuff done as far as like photography is concerned, which I'm stoked about, and you know, just just moving and grooving. Wonderful. But, but you know, I'm more excited about how we have a cast and it's like one of my favorite things that I look forward to every week so same it's like the it's like the thing we got some good things on the list yeah so last episode if we want to just dive right in unless you want to talk about no let's do it okay so in our dabbling section one in our last episode we talked about Lupita Nyong'o right and how she like we I think in the moment found out that she wrote um an article on a piece on New York in New York Times about um is everything okay yeah, your dog was in the way of my feet. Did uh, you tell him to not do that? He really likes you. That's really why. It's it's hard. It's an interesting way of showing it. <laughs> Just sitting way. on your feet. <laughs> um, anyway, Lupita Nyong'o. Um, look, he like walked away from you. Look how sad he is. Know, he's just tired. Yeah, or look, he's look how mopey he looks. Y'all, Ridley's basically crying. It's a tired face. <laughs> um, so Lupita Nyong'o did a piece in the New York Times uh, regarding her experience with. Harvey Weinstein. Have you read it? No. I re- you remember I skimmed the headlines? Yeah. And I felt very informed by that. Yeah. So It's disgusting. She goes in detail? Yeah. I read another section uh, posted somewhere else where the headline was her saying, it was good for me to put that out there because the more stories I heard, I realized it wasn't just me. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm thinking like to what degree yeah. did she, it must have been so intimate that yes. she felt like I can't share this with anyone yep. because I'd be alone and ostracized. Mm-hmm. But then she realized. Because oh. he also said that to her. He said like, oh, you'll really? never make it. You'll never make it without me kind of a thing. And she clearly did. Oh my God. 
from um, the slave movie that she keeps. 12 Years a Slave. 12 Years a Slave mm-hmm. that, she, that she did with uh, Quentin Tarantino. Right. Uh, but it was essentially like just she had a couple of interactions like where he came to one of her sh- like plays or shows in Yale um, and uh, he invited her back to his place in Connecticut or something like that um, to watch a screening of a movie. And then, screening of a movie? Yeah, like, you know, as in her, in his... Wait, like uh, a movie that hadn't come out yet? Yeah, something like it was, that. It, not like a, hey, you want to come back and watch Finding Forrester <laughs> or something? No, no, it was like a movie that hasn't come out yet. Okay. Um, and then he, like, took her away and was like, hey, like, come to my bedroom, I want to show you a script. She's like, but I want to watch the movie. Like, I don't know. So she goes up this and This is, he, like, the oldest trick in the book. And he wants to, like, he, like, comes out in a robe and wants her, like, wants to massage her. And she's like, no... I'll massage you because like she thought she could have more control of the situation and he clearly like took off his clothes and like and then she like left she's like I'm gonna go like I'm gonna leave situation and like and apparently like there was some party oh, that he god. like it's just disgusting oh, god. it's just disgusting and I'm sad that she had to go through that like that is a you know what what this is like I, I just feel like this guy lacks self-awareness like on so many fronts. No, like as a man with power. I think he's very aware. Well, like to a narcissistic yeah, maybe, way. Maybe. You know what I mean? Like he knows I own all of this. Like Matt Damon and George Clooney were all saying how um, he was a bully. Like everyone knew him as a bully. That he was mm. um, just kind of over the top in certain ways and things like that. And so. But his soul sounds really corrupt. And, and do you dark think he? And, yeah. Do you think he yeah. knows that he's like? A person with some inner demons. I mean, his sibling, I think he has a brother who said, like, I knew my brother was a philanderer, but I didn't know he was this bad. Like, they knew that he was, like, cheating on his wife and things like that. And it's it's really bad. But anyway, I bring this up because if you haven't read it, I highly recommend reading it. It's, you know, one, very well-written, and I think Lapita very bravely articulates all the things that happened to her. And... Mm. despite Harvey Weinstein, she was successful. Like, she straight up said no. Like, Harvey Weinstein and her and her, like, publicist or manager or somebody had dinner with her and basically was like, we want, like, Harvey's like, I might, this dinner is to convince you to do this, this show, this movie or whatever. And she's like, I have no desire to work with you. But like, she didn't, but she didn't say that directly. She's just like, no, 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 no. Um, And then like, there was mm. so many ways she could only have said no and like eventually right. just like he gave up and he was frustrated you know I have a question yeah in that situation yeah if you're at someone's place that you've been invited to mm-hmm. under the premise that you believe mm-hmm. this is to watch a movie or talk about and this business. is I'm in college and you are possibly going to make my career because right. you said that you right. believe in me right then if someone starts asking sexual questions of someone, mm-hmm. not saying, I don't know what questions he asked. It was her. sexual. Well, nature. like the yeah. whole like massage thing and all mm-hmm. that. Does the, this is a genuine question. I think I know the answer to this, but if someone is asking sexual questions of someone, mm-hmm. does that, that falls under sexual harassment, not sexual assault, right? Yes. Okay. I, I mean, I would think so. Right, because you're you're like, insinuating and you're asking. Right, because if I'm in like if I'm on a date and someone is like pretty heavily flirtatious and I'm flirting back, that's not harassment. I'm I'm welcoming it and I'm mm-hmm. reciprocating. Yeah. Here, if like 
they were being pretty blue. Pretty and, vulgar, pretty graphic. Yeah, pretty blue in their statements. You know, yeah. it's a little, it's a little crass. It's yeah. a little crass. Yeah. Um, then, then as a as a woman, I could feel threatened because you know, this, it's not like Harvey Weinstein is like a hundred pounds and this stick skinny like person that I could like knock out. He's a healthy sized boy. He's, he's a dude. He's, and that's what he is. He's a boy. He's not a man. Sure. This is what fucking boys do. Sorry. It's just very frustrating. Um, so yeah, I mean, I can't, there have been times in my life where I've really taken perspective Mm -hmm. on what women go through Mm -hmm. and this, I, and having not read the piece, but listening to you tell this, I'm just having flashbacks Mm -hmm. to one of the first years in New York city when I was invited to, ran into a guy at an art gallery who mm-hmm. was on a tour, and I got a new... I know this story. I, oh, do you? Do you remember this? I remember you telling me the story, right, but tell the listeners. Quick. So, he, so I got a new Amazon bag mm-hmm. that I got complimented on three so, times that day. Isn't that the day. one that you have it's, even now? It's that one. No, it's a different one. Okay, that's Yeah, I didn't get the same bag again because mm-hmm. I got it twice, and I kept getting hit on. <laughs> yeah. And I should say, mostly all by men. Mm-hmm. And... And I you're like, thank you. But and I was like, thanks. thank you very much. Yeah. And and so this guy at the gallery goes, oh, I really like your bag. And I should have known like that was some kind of a clue. But then he asked me about my work. And I was like, yeah, I do this. And I gave him my card. And then he said, oh, you know, I'll be in touch. And so then he messaged me and say, hey, you know, I have some wall space that I need filled. Do you mind coming and checking out my walls? Yep. He, Just, he, he want me to check out some check walls. Out. Right. And then I said, oh, yeah, sure. He's like, come on over. I'll make you dinner. And then you're like, we'll Oh, he's going to make shop. you dinner? Was Making it good dinner? So I should have been tipped off. He t- it was up on like the upper 80s, 86th Street, Ooh, like close west to side? the park. Yeah, west side. Mm. Ooh, I, upper so, west side. Right. And so I go there to this door. You could have had a sugar daddy. I could have had a sugar daddy. So close. <laughs> this doorman greets me. I go into this marble lobby. He's on Ooh. the first floor. Brings me in. Precarious setup to the mm-hmm. apartment. I'll just make this brief. It was a doctor's office back in the day. Mm-hmm. Shows me one of the walls. The space is not super big. Mm-hmm. It's interesting in setup. We go into the kitchen. Small little nook. He makes uh, a little small salad mm-hmm. and some shrimp cocktail. And the first clue that this was not going to go well financially was... He took the remaining cocktail sauce of the, we ate all the shrimp, mm-hmm. still cocktail sauce. He put jar. it back he in the bowl. He put it back in the jar. <laughs> he spooned it back into the jar. I was like, that's quite sustainable, I guess. <laughs> and then the salad consisted of spinach leaves uh-huh. with Yummy. some Italian dressing on it. Mm. And that was it. You. And it was all Trader Joe's. Fresh out the bag, <laughs> fresh shrimp, salad, all of that. Right. We're sitting down at the table for dinner eventually. And this is close quarters. Like, yeah. It was only six feet wide, so we're very close across the table, and we start doing questions. He's doing like he's asking questions questions. of me. These are like riddles, Mm -hmm. and he's asking me about penis size. He's asking me about. I do remember you saying that life experiences that he had with people. He asked me about a boy that he was the principal for the school, or like some kind of advisor for the school in high school, and this boy. Asked him about like getting into one of the premier Ivy League schools, right. and he said, "You know, Alex. Yeah. So he's eighteen. Yada yada yada. I got fired from the school. Oh. Why did I get fired?" And I'm like, "Oh, so he was asking you. He was asking you riddles about him yes. that you have to guess. That I, that I had that to is, guess. That is weird. And weird. I'm sitting there like, and this is 
That's weird. I think That's I told creepy. you I was going to this guy's place, didn't I? Yes, you I? did. Because I was like, I may not come back from this place. <laughs> and <laughs> so. I said, give me your location. I will be I'm there in a second. There. I remember distinctly sitting in this guy's apartment on 86th Street, <laughs> sitting across from him thinking, this is what women deal with. This shit? Right, but like scarier. No. Well, no, he kept going right. in a direction where I was like, did you do this, do that? Did you sexually assault someone? Right. I don't know. Right. And I'm thinking like, He's going to sexually assault He has me. knives in this kitchen. <laughs> he could do anything. Yeah. And then he asked me about my sexual history. Told me about the Jamaican guys who came over and like did things to him one day. And asked me, like, hey, is that something you've ever done? And I'm like, that is... That nope. Is... Really haven't done that before. And so I'm having to go through this area. I'm thinking of Lapita in this situation where right. I'm having to say... I could say, no, that's disgusting. I'm out of here. Or this guy's going to buy one of my paintings... Which I don't know if I want to or care about that right. anymore. Yeah. And I could say, oh, no, really haven't. That's interesting. You know, and yeah. I could play it off something mm-hmm. more sociable. Yeah. So I just, yeah, those are, that story went on for a long time. Mm-hmm. There's more to it. But right. I'll just say, at the end of the day, my safety felt very, like, in risk yeah. at the time. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I'm kind of in a precarious situation where I don't know if I'm going to be okay. Yeah. And women have to deal with this BS all the time. Yeah. And that's just like walking down the street. Yeah. I'm like the whole Me Too movement really Mm -hmm. helps put things in perspective for how prevalent that is. The harassment is real. Yeah. Um, And women are treated differently in so many ways when it comes to, you know, the double standard of like what men can do, what women can do, like throughout history and throughout, throughout life. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just, I mean, I would just recommend reading it because it is such, it's such an important piece of work, I think, yeah. at the end of the day. Um, but speaking of like double standards and things of that nature, did you hear who's going to be the new Super Bowl? I did. Uh, I did hear this. Who is it? None other than Justin Timberlake. Yeah, really cool, really cool dude. Um, but there's been a lot of backlash for him being the person who was chosen. Because I think a lot of people still remember 2004 and Nipplegate. I remember we, where I was. <laughs> I remember watching Where Did you see it live? Yep, sure did. I saw it live. Where, were you talking. sitting next to your mom? <laughs> I was. I was with my parents. <laughs> I remember watching that show. They're like, yeah, Janet. Yeah, Justin. And then, and then all of a sudden, cut away. By the end yeah. of this song. And you're yeah. like, cool. Cut away. And then I'm sitting there thinking... Did I? I'm in puberty phase at right, this point, full right. on, full on hormones You're raging. Like, my penis keeps already, on standing up. Yeah, already for random stuff. Already, I saw Janet's like <laughs> HBO special and like Ooh. the all leather. Mm, I was like, hot. this is too. I can't handle this. Right. And then she's doing the Super Bowl show. Looks amazing. It's totally amazing. Then I thought I saw her nipple come out, but there was something shiny on it. It's called so, a nipple ring. Didn't know it <laughs> didn't until know we it. saw the photo, and I was thinking. Did my mom see that? Did anyone We're all going to pretend no one saw that, right? I'm not going to say anything unless they say something because my eyes don't (laughs) deceive me, I'm sure. Yeah, well... So people are upset because they remember that? Well, I think there's a lot of speculation. So once it happened in 2004, again, this is before social media was a thing. Okay. Um, So... God, that's hard to imagine. Yeah, this is like we were in high school still when right. this happened. Right. Um, and so um, once, it, once it happened, 
all the blame was given to because I was reading back was given to Janet. Janet, yeah, because MTV being MTV the execs were like this is all Janet's fault. She changed something at the end, and she did change something clearly at the end. Um, and apparently, it wasn't supposed to go like it was supposed to be like one piece of the was supposed to come off, not all of it or something. I don't know. Um, and so, and Justin didn't do a really great job of. Defending him. defending her when he could have, especially being a white man who has appropriated Except that culture some all, of the, all the oh, time. Oh yeah, you know. There's and if you that. think about two thousand four onwards, clearly Janet Jackson has still been very successful. She has a, a sold out tour that she's doing even now, mm-hmm. and she, and people love her. I love her. Like freaking Beyonce was Rhythm Nation one year for her Halloween costume. Um, so like people still love her, but Justin's success was significantly greater. After I noticed. 2004, that Janet's was. Yeah. Like, and, you know, and he, he also was working with really dope people. He was working with Timbaland. He was working with Pharrell. He was working with yeah. people who also co-signed for him. Because, you know, the white boy can sing. It's gonna be me. Yeah, yeah. He, he called a shot. So, I mean, I just think, that I thought it was interesting because I think a lot of people were like, oh, you know, um, Janet was... Janet was banned from the NFL. Like that's really effed up. And actually, apparently, she, she wasn't never, banned from the NFL. She wasn't. I think, but I think people just she like, everyone informally blackballed potentially. And they're like, no, that's not the case. But and she, like, but she, but she wasn't in the NFL before no, the Super Bowl. No, but she was asked to perform. Yeah, and then they're like, don't perform again. She's like, I wasn't performing before. It's like a one-time deal. Yeah, I was a song for hire. Yeah, well, technically. You pay to perform at the NFL like Super Bowl game. Oh right, that's you one of those things where you give them money. Yep. For the exposure. Right, because forgot about that. Because you just be, you blow up after, sometimes for the better, yeah. and other times for not so much better. Oh, um, forgot. So and I mean so it, there's been a lot of. Wait, did Beyonce life. pay? To be sure did. Super Bowl? She sure did what? too. No. To, to shut that whole thing down because remember after she performed, I remember everyone ele- got pissed at the electri- electricity. Went down. Oh, you're I'm, talking about the Ravens 49ers? Mm-hmm. We're not talking about la- uh, two years ago. We're talking about years earlier when she did that. She, yeah, this was right bef- when, before she t- got yes. Beyonce, the self-titled album gotcha. and things like that. But no, so Coldplay paid for that. for The, one the whole thing? The whole thing. Oh. And Beyonce and uh, Bruno Mars Bruno. outshadowed both of them. It they outshadowed. Did. In my opinion, really nice of them. Thanks, Coldplay. I mean, they're all friends. Like they, like sure. Coldplay. I mean, Coldplay and whatever his face is, and Beyonce's kids all hang out. Chris. Uh, Chris Martin. Yeah, name? Chris yeah. Martin. Chris Martin and you know the the Carters hang out. Sure. Okay. So it's all in the family. Must be nice. But no, I just thought it was interesting because you know, again, there's there's a there's a lot of I I was able to go back and kind of re- relive what happened because I don't I didn't remember. Like, I knew that Janet Jackson was, like, reprimanded or basically was like, this is all your fault, and that Justin didn't really say or do much, and Janet mm-hmm. definitely felt a way about it. Like, I, you were my opening act for my tour. You, you know, I helped you, and you came and performed. Like, come on, dude. <laughs> like, do me a solid. Help a, help a sister out. I help a sister out. I mean, <laughs> you appropriate my culture all the time. Come on. Um, so I just thought it was interesting in general that JT, I think he's going to perform Awesomely, I'm, sure. I'm pretty sure Insync may come out. Maybe you never know. Because when Beyonce did it, I Destiny's remember. Child came out. Well, no, JT. Remember he did the um, 
Remember when he got her brother's award, the Michael Jackson award? The Fan Guard Award? Yeah. Which is one of the best, like, one of the top awards in And people were kind of like, we're giving this to JT now? I don't know. Whatever. But he got it. And then NSYNC came back out on stage. Yeah, and that performance was awesome, It was awesome. Yeah. The NSYNC portion was really only, like, 50 seconds. Right. And I remember hearing some criticism from some of the guys in the band, like, yo, like, we only got... I'm like, come on, Joey. Joey. Come on, Joey. Chris. You guys, come on! Joey has a has a cooking show in like yeah. You're so all doing you'll be fine. fine. It just wasn't. So much, this is not the yeah, tour. No. <laughs> We're not getting back together for that reason, Lance. Like you, you went to space. Yeah, <laughs> like, you, that's you, good. You did things. You yeah, came out. It was awesome. Don't, don't use this. This is. Um, but yeah, so that was those are some things happening. But you said something about Reddit and white supremacy. What's going on with that? I don't dabble in Reddit culture. I think Reddit culture becomes really. Uh, cult-like sometimes it can be i've mm-hmm. i've met people who are like deeply into reddit mm-hmm. and it, it's somewhat concerning to me mm-hmm. I'm like maybe you should spend less time in reddit do you want to tell serena williams's uh, fiance that well i think reddit? his idea and message behind reddit is a great idea mm-hmm. i mean more more forums for more people to connect mm-hmm. but some people connect on terms that are less than inclusive mm-hmm. and so for that Reddit has recently decided to ban white supremacists and hate groups. Oh. So they are going in. Better than Facebook. They're doing a purge. <laughs> yeah, they're going through and they're like, hey, some of this material that you guys are, are delving into, not cool. really not okay. Yeah. So the, um, the, you know, the people, the CEO and administration are going through with a policy that is banning material that encourages, glorifies, incites, or calls for violence or physical harm against an individual or group of people. Wow. So people like National Socialism, Nazis, um, and some like Dylan Roof Innocent. Dylan Roof is innocent? Uh, yeah. Are you, right? are you yeah. actually kidding me? See, who's Dylan Roof? Would you enlighten me? Um, Dylan Roof is uh, the, the young white man who uh, oh, went South in South Carolina that went into uh, the church and the, the kind people of that church who were praying for their community and for the people invited him. black to, people. It was all black people. Yeah. It's not mostly. They were all black people. Um, and uh, walked in and uh, shot them all up. You're right. So there's a group that proclaims his innocence and mm. they're being banned from Reddit because you can imagine some of the things that are going around in that community. Um, but this raises some interesting questions. Yes. Can you, can you think like, where's this going to go? I mean, I, I mean, people are going to do the free speech thing. Right. I mean, because this is going toward um, other areas where people are saying, what about like animal rights? Not about animal rights. Like issues of animal cruelty or animal abuse, like those mm. areas. Like like um, dog fighting or something? Like there. egregious examples of hurting animals and things like that. Sure. They're, they're going there too. They're like, okay, yeah, you know, it depends. Right. But like where's the line with that? Um, what about people who support 45? Uh, and very those, are, those, are white, those are white supremacists. A lot of them. Not all... Trump supporters are white supremacists, but all white supremacists are Trump supporters. Yep. Right? So. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Where Where is the line there? Ugh. This is so complicated. Yeah. So now Reddit has, on the one hand, really put themselves at the forefront sure. of, of policing what is good, what is just, what is right in a civil society. Sure. But at the same time, they just opened a huge can of 
possible worms. Right. But, I mean, they're a private company. They can do what they want. Yeah, no, I applaud the effort. Yeah. I just think they're giving themselves an interesting puzzle to solve. It's a puzzle, all right. Um, but I don't know if you have thoughts on that. No, I mean, I think that's... I appreciate that because, I mean, clearly I agree with their... Probably their political sentiment of as to what... Their political and moral sentiment as to why they are doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, I agree with it on, like, a very basic level. But you're right, it is super complicated, but I also think about Facebook, where there's so much BS that gets put on Facebook as far as, um, like, the Russian scheme, thing, like, the Russian scandal stuff. Like, right. there was something that came out that Facebook definitely aided in it, like, unintentionally, I guess, you know? And so if we had more people kind of monitoring these, you know, people are using Reddit, people are using Facebook, people are using Instagram and Twitter and Snapchat and all these different platforms, mm-hmm. if we had people managing them a better way in a way that is productive that that flags ethically and flags things that are like like, this is fake you know like facebook was accused of publicizing widely face fake news actual fake news that wasn't Mm -hmm. true not just like what fox news thinks is fake news like they don't have fact checkers like that right right (laughs) they just don't this is not a part of their company structure but they need to if you are going to be a if you're going to be a company that Ugh. has a news ticker on the right side of the most trending topics that are happening right now. That's true. If you're you going to have a news ticker, you kind of need fact checkers. Yeah, you just need, if you have to think, oh, this is trending right now. It's like, okay, why is it trending? And then when you click on it, you should be posting articles that are valid. Right. You know, like that have validity and have clout in what they're reporting. And if you don't, that's probably a bad idea. <laughs> so I think there's, I think there is good intention behind it mm. i'm interested to see what it actually becomes someone raised the the hypothetical of okay what about this you know nerd puts bully on the ground in one punch like those videos you see of someone who knocks someone out right on the ground it's like what about that ceo of uh, steve huffman just mm-hmm. says it's all about context like, it is con- it is contextual. Make a judgment call. And a lot of it is also like my morals may not be your morals and my values may not be your values. It's but global. Then, and it's like Reddit is global. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, people from all over the world are using and people from all over the world are using Facebook and Twitter and all these other social media platforms. So, yeah, it's going to be kind of complicated. Yeah. But, you know, but good that's, luck. But that's what we should be doing, reading things in context and recognizing there's more to what we're reading. There's a lot between the lines. There's a lot between the lines. Mm-hmm. Speaking of companies who are mm-hmm. complex, Uber, uh-huh. a million things. I saw one thing about Uber and I said, I'm not going to mention this. And then I saw another thing and another thing. And I was like, Uber's just doing a lot or people are doing a lot to Uber okay. right now. So I have a friend who works for Uber so and he knows I don't take it take Uber at all. Is he a driver? No, no. He like works for Uber oh, in San okay. Francisco. Yeah. Okay. Well, his company is just partnering with Barclays Bank in England. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they uh, are doing a rewards card. Okay. And I will tell you, this rewards card, it's not bad. <laughs> are you, are you planning on getting it? No. <laughs> I just, I you know, it gets you like 4% back. Oh, that's on Uber rides, yeah, no, it's good. And then three percent back on like most things, two percent, like three percent at restaurants and, and various things, two percent, can... and like virtually everything is between two and four percent. That's not bad. No, it's pretty good. And if you are if you are working and you use Uber, like if you're li- living in a city like New York City, that's going to be pretty beneficial if you use Uber quite a bit. Exactly. 
and so I don't use Uber, so anyway. They're, they're doing this Visa rewards card with cool. Barclays, seeing how it goes. It's mostly in the UK. It might expand to the United States, but that's something they're doing for their customers that seems uh, pretty nice. What else are they doing? Well, they're charging their customers more for longer rides. So if you live in the suburbs, okay. now Uber is going to charge you an extra fee if it takes longer to get to you. So if you're out there... And it's going to take 15 minutes to... It's going to take 15 minutes to get out to you, so it's a longer wait. But we're going to charge you because the driver has to drive all the way out there to, to get, get you. To get you, yeah. And then bring you into the city. So they're going to essentially charge you for the minute the driver says yes. Yeah, exactly. Well, sort of like yeah. rates and distance. Yeah. Apply. Yeah. So they're going to do all that oh, man. time that, and distance. Remember that one time I took an Uber because I was in Long Island? Yeah, I remember because, that. Because of I a, remember that. Because of something that happened. Where does he live again? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Great. So something <laughs> happened and I was really upset. And he was my ride, and I was like, "F this!" <laughs> and I had to wait for thirty minutes for an Uber. No, I would have been awkward. That's awkward. <laughs> and it was. I never want to see you again. Damn okay, it. my Uber's gonna take about thirty minutes. So I'm no, just that's when all that's here. when all the conversation <laughs> happened. That's when all the stupid conversation. Guys, was, boys are stupid. We're the best. If you have a if, no. You're not a boy. You're Gold mostly stars. a man. I'm getting there. <laughs> you're mostly. You're pretty much there. I do my taxes now. Oh, good job! <laughs> I'm so proud of you. But uh, that would that they, would have charged me an arm and a leg if I had to wait thirty exactly. minutes to get to me. So that's what they're gonna do to you now. And honestly, from a practicality standpoint yeah. of the business, like that makes sense. Sure, like, if totally. it takes me a while to get it, I'm not gonna don't charge you the rate that it takes to go from point A to point B when it took me forever to get from point, point negative like, A yeah. to A. Right. Like it took me a long time. From zero to one to one to two. Exactly. Well, it's also interesting. This probably won't affect people like in New York City or in no, the big metropolitan it's places. It's going to be suburban, suburban, suburbia, potentially like rural places. If that's something that yeah. that they use, you're going to be fetching a little pretty penny when mm -hmm. you go for your Uber ride. But Uber is catching up to Lyft mm -hmm. in another area because okay. supposedly Lyft lets you make multi stops. Yes, they do. Right, yeah. Uber's doing that now too. Oh. So you can just do a little add plus thing. So now you can go out. Pick up your friends, stop mm -hmm. off at the wine shop, mm -hmm. get a bottle, go to the party, all in one Uber ride. That's kind of nice. Yeah, but you know, they're going to charge you for the time you're right, with the right. ride, so you're not taking your whole sweet sure, time. Sure, absolutely. But that's something added. But with all that that the company is doing, some people are talking about the company's doings on their own, and for that, they're making a movie about the sexual harassment at Uber. So, Wait, Uber is making a movie? No, someone, Susan Fowler. Okay. Um, Why does that name sound familiar? Uh, uh, blog post about sexual harassment at Uber. She wrote a viral post. Right, The 2017 right. She, viral she post. Because she was an employee of Uber. Yeah. Yeah. She's going to work with um, Allison Schroeder. Okay. Uh, of the production company Good Universe mm -hmm. and Hidden Figures Screenwriter. Hidden Figures was a great movie. It was a really good movie. Yeah. So they're teaming up to, they haven't titled it yet, but it's essentially around the culture of being a woman in a workplace Uber like Uber. sexual harassment. Uber sexual harassment. There you go. <laughs> Copyright, send it to them. So yeah, the movie. Can we get credit for it? Thanks. The movie's coming out. So, I mean, all the buzz about Uber, but I think this is the one that really, if this yeah. movie comes out and really, it can hit them in the wallet, potentially. But I believe the CEO stepped down though, right? Didn't he? He did, but I mean... The corporate I mean, the culture cul needs yeah. to change. That's true. So that was the diagnosis. 
Yeah, I, sh- I should probably ask my friend how his experience has been. I mean, he's a man, so like I think yeah, that's... But you may have noticed it. Yeah, noticed If he's things. your friend, he might be a little bit conscious. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's like family slash friend, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I'd have to ask him. So, yeah, I mean, you know, they're getting money while they can. They're still working on those flying cars, like mm-hmm. I said. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't think anything's going to topple this company down. It's already in the... Unless the government, like, puts the kibosh down right. on anything they're doing, I think the company's going to do fine. I mean, there's so many rideshare companies like Uber. Uber, excuse me, started it. Right. But then there's, like, Lyft. Lyft. There's Juno. There's... Via, there's so many other like mm-hmm. little ones. It makes sense. Um, that I mean, the competition is there, but I just feel bad for Yellow Cab in New York City because oh, they're like it's uh, cheaper to do a Lyft or an Uber than take a cab sometimes. I don't think we'll have taxi cabs in ten years. Man, you're gonna make a lot of immigrants upset. No, I, <laughs> yeah, no, I think you're gonna start to see a lot of immigrants who transition over to working for these companies. Yeah, like getting a car of their own. Because a medallion, mean, I believe a medallion, like to own a medallion was like a million dollars or something, yeah. like something obnoxious. And now it's like significantly, it's like 100,000, 500,000, something like that. Honestly, the city would do well to start regulating this. Yeah. With certifications the, I mean, and licensing. The city, the government, the, like needs to do more to regulate things because, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's been those cases like where women have been raped by their Uber drivers or their, their ride share drivers. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been cases where, you know, people were disrespectful and like stole their stuff. I mean, there's... Uh, vice versa, like if you, from a person doing it to the driver or vice to the driver doing it to the passenger. Yeah. So I just think it's, you know. That's it's, it's, and in the age of social media, honestly, you could just simply, get, if you have the license and everything available mm-hmm. and you have it on your phone, just saying, hey, I'm taking the Uber ride, mm-hmm. the Lyft ride with right. this driver. Yeah. Screenshot it, post it on your social yeah. media. And you can now share your, you know, locations with friends and things like yeah. that. Like, remember when I went to go get my bike in Queens on, in a seven, at a 7-Eleven? I was yeah. like, y'all, my location is on. Find me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, if I, I die, <laughs> if I die, please do it this way. Um... But yeah, no, I just, that's interesting. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what the movie is going to be. And when, I'm assuming it's going to take a couple of years for it to even become a thing. Probably. Yeah. I can wait. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Anything else you want to dabble on? That's news in the news as far as I know. All so, right. So let's do that dribbling section. Let's get into it. All right, friends, it is time for the dribbling section of our cast. Um, and let us recap what's happened since we've talked last week. Yeah, Steph Curry, yeah. rude, rude, just rude as hell. Just rude. Just throwing mouthpieces again. <laughs> what did we learn two years ago? This dude has means- no respect for mouthpieces <laughs> or people in the vicinity of his mouthpieces. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He threw one at a ref. He threw it at a ref, he allegedly. Insist- he insists that he did not. Me too. He, he was expecting a, f- like a foul call. Weren't we all? You know what? We always It do. was such a... It was not even a bad foul. No. It, was it wasn't that serious. Barely anything. It was diva-esque. It was almost as bad as that tantrum he threw in the playoffs two years ago mm-hmm. against the Cavaliers, in which his wife took to social media afterwards. Right, right, right. That didn't happen this time, but he got just as mad, threw the mouthpiece. It looked like it was going toward him, but I think what happens was... Or what happened to his uh, thinking at the time was, yeah. I could throw this at the ref. I'm so upset, but I can't. But then there are fans over to the right. Right. Ref is to the left. Fans are to the right. Right. I'm going to throw it in that middle 
negative area. zone, Ex- yeah. and he just threw it he right there it. in that in that middle zone with with velocity. Yeah, it was pretty. It was you know his, we, if, if it was slow mo, you could see his muscles like mm-hmm. move. You know, you know right. What I mean? Like that, yeah. Right. And he got ejected from the game. He got ejected for the game for allegedly throwing the mouthpiece at the ref, even though he says he didn't do it to, he was just, he did it out of frustration. He says, come on, man. Y'all know I have really good aim. <laughs> if I wanted to hit him, I would have hit him. <laughs> this man. I know. But then, seconds later, <laughs> I think le- legitimate is, seconds later. I think this is so cute. KD, Kevin Durant. Yeah. Of the Golden State Warriors. Slim Reaper. Slim Reaper. He doesn't like that. He doesn't like that. But I think it's cool. It's fine. He's, yeah. What was, what's his, it's a good name. What's his name? Money Sniper or something like that? Easy Money Sniper. Easy Money Sniper. Yeah, um, anyway, whatever. Kevin Durant, KD, was also ejected seconds later. Because? Because he allegedly gave the finger to some to a fan. Right. Which he said he didn't do, I think. He did. Oh, he, did he admit it? No. Okay. But I, he did. Okay, I didn't see it. It's kind of like... I just saw them walk together, walk no, away. No, they both walked away. <laughs> it was like, it was very cute. It was like, what, Steph's getting ejected? Well, I'm going to stick up for my guy. Yeah. And like, he's like, I'm getting ejected too. It was like the Smash Brothers yeah. from, from, <laughs> from D2. Does too. Yeah, and they were just like, all right, let's both get ejected yeah. together. It was so sweet to watch them go Aww. out together. Again, having I personality, thought, that's cute. I kind of wanted to, I was looking at KD, like, really? You couldn't keep your composure in yeah. this thing? I, I and thought it was, it was the fourth little... quarter, too. It wasn't, no, was it the fourth quarter? It was the fourth. Yeah, so it was, I mean, they were going to win anyway, and they did. It so. was kind of like, lately I've been seeing, there's two, there's three instances where this has happened lately, mm-hmm. where players have been accused of things. One, this instance with KD of flicking someone off, he's like, I didn't, but he did. Mm-hmm. And then Josh Jackson, mm-hmm. rookie for the Phoenix Suns, yeah. made a motion at a fan mm-hmm. in which he's holding his hand uh, as a fist mm-hmm. upwards, but or like yeah. pointing out into the crowd, but he's got his index finger extended like a trigger, like- and he just... So like a hook, but like a like trigger. a hook, but like he's but squeezing not a vertical, trigger. but like, right, like okay. he's holding a gun, and the index finger is extended on the trigger, Ooh. and he just click, 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 shoots it off like five times, and people are saying that was a gun gesture, like you're gonna Yikes. shoot somebody in Phoenix, in that of all places. It's an open carry. I know, but like their senator was shot. I mean, anyway, which one? Oh, the one on the... Not John McCain. No, not yeah, John McCain, one. no. Um, yeah, but... No, was Senator a representative? I think she was a representative. AZ is one of those states that says you can carry yeah, a gun in a bar. and you can stop me because I look Mexican. Exactly. So, you know what? It's, <laughs> it's not that it's not, wild. It's not that wild. It's not out of the realm of, right. like, possibility. And, like, so he's, money shot? That could be, like, a money shot thing, maybe? He's doing this at him, mm-hmm. and... He did it at a fan. At a fan. Oh, Jesus. And it's very clear that he's doing this. Young rookie mistake. Emotions got the better of him. They asked him, Josh, was that a gun that you were gesturing? What did he say? No. Was it a water gun? He said no. <laughs> That's all he said, just That's no. That's a no. <laughs> he just said no. It wasn't a gun. Good, good training. <laughs> what was it, Josh? Good, good training. Balloon animals. I've been doing balloon animals lately. Oh, Is that how gun. you do balloon? Anyway, he did this. But then um, Kyrie, the third example. Mm-hmm. Kyrie, what did he say to a fan? He said something or he... Recently. Yeah, recently he told a fan uh, something to f, off. Like f off. Yeah. And uh, or a finger, I forget what it was. Mm-hmm. Oh, he did say something verbally to mm-hmm. a fan. <clears throat> and the media said you're going to get fined for this potentially 
And like, he's like, That's oh, fine. yeah. I make a lot of money. Yeah. And he was like, whatever. And then they're like, do you have any regrets about that? He's like, oh, no. I, I totally admit. I said what I said. Mm-hmm. I'm not sorry I said it. I paid the fine. And at the end of the day, we're all human. Next. Well, good for him. I, that's why he's that's, my favorite that's player. That's what you need to do. Other, Just got, say, I was upset. Yes. And keep it moving. KD, Josh Jackson out here like, no, we didn't do it. Right. Kyrie's like, I damn well did it. Right. And I meant it. And, well, I, I appreciate his stuff because stuff like, you know, him being a good Christian man was like, <laughs> you know, I, I was out of line. I shouldn't have done that. It right. wasn't my intention. I should remember who I'm playing for. Right. And I'm just like, okay, you, you, you forgot for a moment because we're all flawed humans all flawed. that, you know, God wouldn't have liked what you did. Right. So even, do even, better. Even Draymond sitting over there like, wow, really? Both of you? I know. And none of y'all Draymond anybody. Draymond is just sitting there like, I'm not the wild one here anymore. <laughs> Draymond's like, Draymonding is something that I do, which is kicking people in the balls. <laughs> yeah, listen, guys, guys. That's my job. You're taking my spot. Please stay in your lane. Please know I got this part. Can you just shoot threes? Just keep doing threes. And I will be a great defender and kick people in the balls. So kick people good. in the nuts. Next thing you know, Clay Thompson's out there. Just like <laughs> throwing mouth. He didn't even wear mouthpieces. <laughs> just throwing mouthpieces. I think there was a meme of, of Steph Curry. Oh, it was an Onion article about Steph Curry, which I was like, I never have seen Onion articles oh, about sports, mm-hmm. but about, it was basically a picture of him with all the mouth guards in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I was just like, oh, that's funny. Um, so yeah, I mean, but there was more, yeah. not necessarily ejections, but people being fouled out of the game. You yeah. want to talk about PG-13? Paul George. Yeah. Played Paul George, his, who, of, of the... Of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh-uh. Not the Westbrooks, because <laughs> now they have other pieces. <laughs> Uh, Paul George of the Thunder played against his old team, the Indiana Pacers, right. who he, you know, wanted to trade from this past summer. Yeah. So he got it. He did it. And so this is the, you know, coming around to see the old teammates and coaches yeah. and all that. How's it going to be? They were in Oklahoma City for the game. Yes, So they were, it yep. wasn't like he was in Indiana. And he I fouled out. He, yeah, he did fall out. Which is he, he was so He was going so hard, he fouled out. He <laughs> got ahead of himself. He got a little bit worked up. Sure did. And he fouled out, you would think, with like, it was in the fourth quarter with six minutes left, mm-hmm. which is actually not that late, mm-hmm. you know? So <laughs> he fouled out with 10 points. He only had 10 points. In the fourth quarter? In the fourth quarter. Yikes. He fouled out with 10 points. Not you great. You want to be like, man, you really didn't have a good game. Sure didn't. He almost had as many fouls as points. So, um, But they asked him afterwards, like, how did you feel about that? being against your old team and you know does this kind of close the chapter on that for you he's like yeah you know similar to how like Mello uh saw the knicks mm-hmm. and finished that out he's like okay we're done um that's how paul george felt so mm-hmm. good for him um got a good foul out of the game and um he played hard and now you play hard that's all it is and the the thunder won and that's all that matters can so and of course it was also Lonzo Ball's debut, debut. The much anticipated debut of his uh, NBA NBA career. And he played the first game against the Pistons. Yes. All right. And um, Patrick Beverly was mm-hmm. guarding him most of the time. Famous defensive scrapper mm-hmm. Patrick Beverly. Very famous for his. Scrappiness, his tenacity he's on young, both ends of the young, court. Scrappy and hungry. He's that. Man. He's that guy that is under your skin. Oh yeah, and he 
did not let Lonzo forget. Half of his game is psychological. Oh, yeah. He was, like, speaking clearly trash, like, trash-talking the whole time with yeah. him in his face. Like, the way he was guarding him was incredibly physical, you know. I mean, which is what the game is, right? Like, sure. that is the game, so that's not that's But not even the before the ball was inbounded, yeah, he, he was, was chest-to-body oh, yeah. with Lonzo. You would Hands think, you not would touching think, him. You would think this is game seven of the NBA Finals. Right. That's yes. how he was playing. Like, we're in the third <laughs> quarter for a game that does not matter. Fourth Literally, game of the year. Doesn't and matter. His, and it was like his face was so close to his face before the ball was inbounded. Yeah. And, like, and you knew what he was, everybody knew it was coming. Right. But he, I think he clicked it up a couple notches. Oh, yeah, because... The target's on his back. The target is on his back. And everybody's been talking about it. And I just want to say this because um, one of a uh, sports newscaster also said it. Which other father out there of an NBA player is doing post-game interviews? Um, none. None, except for... LeVar Ball. Motherfucking... <laughs> yeah. LeVar. <laughs> Big baller brand ball. <laughs> I love this guy. Everybody loves him. Sometimes I... He I, is so <laughs> annoying. <laughs> That's what's great. He, they, they interviewed about 70 veteran players yeah. in the NBA and asked them what they thought of LeVar Ball. Yeah. <laughs> the the uh, responses ranged... But mostly concentrated 70 to 80 to 90% always on the positive. And they asked him, like, is he a genius or a buffoon? And the vast majority he's a said genius. genius. Buffoon. And they were like, can he's you elaborate on that? Can you, he's an idiot savant. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, can you elaborate on that, please? And they're like, well, you're doing interviews and surveys about LeVar Ball. Yeah. Like, you're talking about him. We're here talking about this. And, I, guy. and, and someone did say, like, it is like the media is to blame because. Yeah. You know, we, we want to hear about it. As much as, like, I, I want LeVar Ball to shut up. Like, this is I, the reason why the election happened. Yes. Oh, good God. <laughs> There's, it's so many parallels. Um, the thing is, like, and, and I feel bad for Lonzo, um, who's, who, his shoes are, who are looking really good, by the way. He's been wearing his shoes um, All right, during, yeah. the, during the games. Looks good. Very simple. Very simple. Does, does the job, it gets apparently. Done. Um, so... During the first game, the Lakers lost against the Pistons. Um, and, of course, uh, LeVar is like, my son's still the greatest player. It's going to be the greatest point guard of all time. And, and everyone's like, are you are you kidding me? <laughs> like Everyone's like, you're speaking out of your ass it. so hard. It's, it. it's obnoxious. <laughs> and everyone knows like the reason why he, Lonzo has a target on his back is because his dad doesn't know how to shut up. Mm-hmm. And so Lonzo uh, was asked uh, on having, like, you know, on specifically on having a target on his back due to his father's comments. Um, between Lonzo and Lavar, Lonzo is incredibly mature <laughs> because this is what mm-hmm. he said: "I already knew everyone was going to come at me like that, like they were going to come at me with a target on my back. Uh, I'm not going to get into a twi- any Twitter war. I'm going to go out there and help my team." And I was like. All right. Yeah, sure. Good for you. Your father would have been like, let them come in. Yeah, of like, course. Literally. He's he's he is Chris Jennering all of this situation. He's trying to build his Kardashian empire. At some point. Or his ball empire. Yeah, yeah. At some point, I would say two to three years from now, Lonzo's going to tell him to cool off. Even if Lonzo is like the best player ever, like as a twenty-five-year-old man, right. can you see your dad still like chirping in? 
on you as a hype man like this? I don't think it lasts. I don't think it'll probably. last, but I also but think... it's a good way to start his career. You think so? Yeah, because what did he do in the second game? Do you remember the second game of his career? What, he, what was the second game of his Lonzo career? Lonzo went off for 29 points and came one rebound shy of a triple-double. Which, yeah. Right, like, and then, then you have what happened yesterday yeah. with the Wizards where he scored six points. Right. He's been pretty inconsistent. Yeah. High and low. Yeah. And But he's doing what he wants to do, which is be there for mm-hmm. his team and win games. And like I I I am not a parent. I wouldn't know this, mm-hmm. but I know that, you know, parents take a lot of pride and joy in their kids and like want sure. like a lot of a lot of parents do, not every parent. A lot of parent uh parents um take lots of pride and joy in their children and their successes. And so I love that LeVar is a present father who is there, who wants the best for all three of his kids. I think it's bonkers for him to think that all three of them are going to play for the Lakers. Yeah. Um, eh. I'm, uh, I think it's fun. I think he, he can will some things into existence. I'm, and but he, he has. LaMelo, Lame, I don't it's, I, it's, I, we're I've all laughing because we just don't know what to think of I've this seen, man. I've seen some footage of Lamelo playing basketball, mm-hmm. like in the rec gym with right. players or whatever, and it's not him that like I'll watch him do something in the gym that's mm-hmm. caught on social media, right? And I don't have any criticism to offer except that I look around at the talent level that he's mm-hmm. playing against, right? I'm like. These guys in the gym are not good enough competition for right. your son to be sharp enough to play right. in the pros. I think he also like moved Lamelo to another school district so that he could yes. be in more competitive, great. which is great. great. Yeah, this will be that. helpful to him. But I mean, like, Le- they asked Lonzo, "Hey, your dad is pretty confident on you and keeps no, talking a yeah. lot. Do you? <laughs> your like, dad's talking a lot. How are you handling that? Basically, like, are you feeling the pressure of this? And he goes, "No, no, no. We're both confident." He, he just shows it in a different way. Yeah. And I think and, that's what's great about Lonzo. And that's great. And I, but so yesterday, the Wizards Lakers game was pretty intense. It went into overtime. Um, and everyone was like, you know, John Wall's going to show up and like ball out. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't really. Not really. Not really. Um, and didn't do well. Um, his stats were not great. Um, but. And I think there was a couple of plays that were called wrong by the refs, and I think that gave, mm. you know, what that's the reason why they went into overtime. Otherwise, I think the Wizards would have won it. But with that being said, just seeing how, ex- like, my whole, the whole time I, I tweeted this um, from our <laughs> dribbling mm-hmm. Twitter account, I was just like, like, great job, Lakers, but please, God, no one interview LeVar Ball after this. Like, yeah. literally, Lonzo had six points, four points, so something like, it was... It was not a lot. It, it was, was single digits. It was single digit points, mm-hmm. 10 rebounds, and I think, like, six assists or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Again, great job on assisting. All great over job. the floor. Yeah, yeah you're sure. doing what you have to do. But I'm just like, oh, LeVar, I'm so grateful that you care, and the biggest cheerleader for your son, but shut up. <laughs> like, yeah, man. do it in the stand and, like, go home, or, like... You know, do it behind closed doors. You don't always have to. That's his thing. He's gonna keep doing it, and, and you he's know gonna what? do it because we we are we are clearly talking about it on the he, cast. You, you know, know like... what? And good for him because I'm sure he's always wanted the limelight like this. He's a star in his own mind, right? And now even though three... he was not a great, ball he was player. not a good. But so he never got that limelight that he wanted. But now he's living vicariously through his kids. It is not healthy. <laughs> well, this is his time. He's like, "This is all I got, Lord." So I'm just gonna do it right now. 
He's Thank all you. I got, Lord. Help me, Jesus. He's doing it's like, and that picture you posted on the gram of him like with his praise arms. His out. praise arms like just, it was, it was, it was the, like, I just didn't know how to I saw that and I was like so this funny. man, I I mean here's the difference, world. When someone like that is talking about their son in mm-hmm. the sports arena, it's hilarious. When that person is trying to lead the country, not that, funny. Not funny. Not, not funny. funny. I when can it's joke like lives, about it on, right. lives are on the line. When this guy wants to make appearances on the world wrestling entertainment right. industry, right? I think it's entertaining and hilarious. You know, and so did 45. He did too when he did it as well. (laughs) But you know what? LeVar better not be running in 2020. Oh, my Lord. Then I would be very upset. Oh, God. What if he does? He won't. Oh, my God. He won't. This is stressing me out. Don't let him. If he says that, if he says that, we're going to have a ball. I will cry. I'll, I'll give up. It's gonna be hard because he needs it because he calls a lot of stuff into existence. Yeah, and he, when he talk says, about he, power God. of the spoken word with this man. I mean, have nightmares. Today. <laughs> but anyway, um, but, speaking of another point guard, yeah, a new point guard, freshly minted point, freshly guard. <laughs> minted point guard. <laughs> Can we talk about? Okay, all right. Let, okay, let's first talk about. I want to say. You did a very good job of imitating this this point guard recently via Instagram. Mm-hmm. So I just want to give you props. Do you think I pulled off the look? I think you did. I mean, I it think was you, hard. Your hairline needs to be a little stronger. Oh, you, I need a stronger hairline. <laughs> you need a stronger yes, hairline because this guy has a very strong hairline in this GQ spread. What did you use, GQ? By the way, GQ, if you're listening. You're welcome to sponsor us. Yeah, you're welcome to sponsor us. What did you use on LeBron's hairline? Um, so. It's called Photoshop. Damn good. Um, you did a really. I thought. I thought you did well. Thanks. I, I used some filters. Um, it I was, don't know it if was, you could tell. I, I could. I could tell. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, LeBron James um, against the Chicago Bulls uh, played point guard and not the power forward like he usually does. Because uh, Derrick Rose got hurt. Yes. As Man made of glass. <laughs> as he does. As he does. <laughs> Jesus. He'll be out for a little bit, but he'll be back soon. What What happened to him? Do you, do you know? He rolled his ankle, but he rolled it the way that no one ever rolls their ankle. <laughs> he rolled it inward. <laughs> Sorry, it's not funny. It's not a season engine injury. It's just like, I heard he rolled his ankle. I saw the replay and I was like, oh, okay, let me see this. And he came down inward. Ooh, ow. I was like, so even the ankle braces he normally wears. Yeah, because he wears. I had those same ankle braces. Uh-huh. I like, oh, they look structurally sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They only have a plastic fiberglass guard on the lateral side. Oh, of the but ankle not the internal. Not the, the, inter- the medial side. Yeah. Internally, because no one ever rolls their ankle that way. But you know who does? Except for Derrick Rose. Except for Derrick Rose. <laughs> we used to, like, you know, I'm a big fan of Derrick Rose. I'm I'm happy for him to be work, be. Potentially part of a team that is... And looking really good on that Yeah, team. great. Fitting He's, in great, dynamic. Absolutely. And I think, you know, it has a, probably a lot to do with uh, LeBron's leadership. mentoring and leadership. Absolutely. Um, and he's also not a rookie. Like, he's, yeah. been in, he's been in the league for a little Pressure's bit. Pressure's not on him. Yeah. Um, but we, like, in Chicago, often, me and my friends were like, the man's made of glass. Every yeah. time, every time he, I would go, watch a game and he would go up, like, you know, he did crazy ankle breaker, like, mm-hmm. like... Uh, moves and it's just amazing to Super watch athletic. but then when he goes up and he's coming down all of us are like dear god hold your breath yeah. holding our breath like good jesus you know and like um i know you're not made of glass but you kind of are buddy and adidas <laughs> to their credit uh his sponsor is mm-hmm. now on the eighth rendition of his shoe mm-hmm. the eighth model and that is like 
They could have stopped after Model 5. Yeah, they, they Reasonably. Right. Because the way his career has gone, but they've kept with him. And the, every model they've had since 6, 7, and 8, mm-hmm. um, they've all included a really amazing cushion setup. Mm. So he's been on the floor healthy, more games in the last because he couple has, years. Because he has the technology the, that's the helping him. The footwear's helping yeah, him. totally. So, but he landed, and thank God, you know, maybe we could say... It saved him some impact points on like sure. his knees and, and shins or whatever. But he just did a little twist of the ankle, so he'll be out for a few weeks. In the meantime, though, they don't have any other point guards except for Jose Calderon because um, Isaiah Thomas is still nursing his injury. Yeah. And first Ty Lue was like, the coach for the Cavs was like, I'm going to put in uh, Jose, mm-hmm. see how it goes. And then he quickly doubled back and said, you know, actually, <laughs> hey, LeBron, yeah. you know, we all know that you're, you get fancy with the sauces and spices right. sometimes. Can you be point guard now? He's like, all right, coach. So they put LeBron at the point guard, mm-hmm. a six foot eight, two hundred fifty pound point guard. It was for the Bulls that he played point Against guard, the right? Bulls. Yeah, that's right. And so then shooting guard was J.R. Smith mm-hmm. because, as we know, Dwayne Wade said, "I want to go back to the bench, mm-hmm. or I'm going to the bench because it would be better for the team." Yeah. Honorable mention to Dwayne Wade. Yeah, absolutely. And then. Kevin Love slid back into the four. Jay Crowder slid into the small forward. And they put Tristan Thompson back in at the five Mm -hmm. center. So LeBron goes into this game. And I have never... He was a fire. He was 13 assists. And the way he was doing it was kind of like... And he was close to a triple-double, too. He was one he was, rebound shy of a triple-double. Yeah, because I think he had nine rebounds instead of yeah. ten. Twenty, he had 34 points, 13 assists, nine rebounds, and I was he blew the stat sheet away. Right. And maybe it was the, because it was the Bulls, and they're not very good. But they, but, but they did well. They did, I mean, they... Yeah, they were seven points shy of, yeah. of tying them. But the, the passes LeBron was making behind the back, through just the legs... The, just... And even the shots that he was making in the on the in the perimeter, mm-hmm. like on the like everything, he sees the court. He sees it all amazingly well. And so he, well, he was saying how he's always known every single position's yeah. play, every yeah. play he knows every single position. So talk about wildly sophisticated basketball IQ. It was just the way he was. The fact that he could just be a point guard. Like, he what? looked like flowing water. Yeah, just the ball would come into his hand from one angle. It would quickly motion across his body in one bounce. Right. And then wrap around his body for a no look behind the back pass mm-hmm. yeah. to someone who he can just see out of his Maybe like seven o'clock vision. Right. You know? Like there he is, boom, and hit him right on the money, take the shot, make it. And I was just watching because he had thirty-four points right. on really good shooting. So he's taking shots, but then it also looked like in the game, he was intentionally thinking. Um, I've shot a couple times. Who can I pass this to? Let right. me think. And then he would just like, yeah, I could take this shot. Yeah, I'm open. But for right. the sake of today, I'm the point guard. Like mm-hmm. I'm labeled the point guard today. Right. And I'm going to be labeled the point guard, point guard for a while. He played point guard. Mm-hmm. I say like play because he was playful about it. Yeah. It was like, let and me And it's also like leadership, this. right? And it's also like, okay, how, I'm going to want to make sure that my teammates are feeling like they're contributing to the team. Yes. That they are... That they are doing things that are again. It's again. I could do this all myself because I because I am LeBron James. Yes, and he didn't look as tired and fatigued as he he was. He looked a little bit more conditioned, which is good. He looked like he was playing 
he was a man against boys. Yeah. And frankly, the Chicago Bulls are very young. Yes. Yeah, he looked young. like he was just who been beating each other up and things like that. But that's I a can't different story. He punched him. But he the LeBron, <laughs> y'all should look that up. We're not gonna talk about it. <laughs> LeBron James, uh, no, as point guard is amazing to watch. And yeah. honestly, this guy can average a triple double any season he wants to. Yeah. It's just a matter of if he wants to. But from watching this, I think yeah, if he plays a lot of PG while. Derek Rose mm-hmm. and Isaiah are out. He could, They'll still be okay. He could pad his assist numbers, um, take his points down a little bit, and do more rebounds doubles. and hit a triple double. Because once Isaiah and Rose come back, he can up his points mm-hmm. and go lesser on the other numbers. Right. So I'm just saying, like you know, LeBron, if you want to get a little little Westbrook competition going on, you can do that right and now. And Westbrook is doing Westbrook's, mighty fine. He is on a triple double tear again, and I think he's gonna. He's gonna. Oh, he's gonna do it again. Yeah, and I also, you know how we we ju- we were like they're saying that he got better, yeah. And we're and we he both did. were like, how how is he gonna get better? He's really good. And he did. And you know it's why? So bonkers. Because the guys he has around him right now. Yeah. <laughs> he can get assists. He can get twenty assists a game if yeah. he wants. PG and Carmelo can the shot Carmelo hit mm-hmm. uh, in the fourth quarter. The other night against the Timberwolves, mm. mellowed being mellow. Like if there's nothing else, he is the most clutch shooter yeah, in the absolutely. game. If his team is even close, he can get you a game-winning shot. So he did that the other night and left like five seconds on the clock, mm-hmm. and then Andrew Wiggins came down and hit a half-court right. like three-pointer that no one, one it, thought was gonna happen. It was it was dub. I, I I saw that I was like, oh my god. But I was like I was like man, mellow. You still deserve that game winner. Still give them both game winners. Can we can don't. we can we do a tie? Just yeah. leave it and don't do overtime. Just give but, everybody a win. But that's what Westberg is working with. He's got these shooters around him. Yeah. Plus LBJ. Well, LBJ's got the same thing. Like shooters like uh, J.R. Smith, Kyle mm-hmm. Korver, Kevin Love. Right. He has a deep bench to too, which yeah. is which is helpful. Jeff Green. Like yeah. they're doing really good stuff. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the MVP race this year. Um, I'm curious what I know. It's still super early to talk about it, but mm-hmm. like, who's gonna be who's gonna be part of that conversation? Well, like, I mean, Le- those two, LeBron, yes, yeah, Kevin West- Love. Oh, it's Kevin Love. Ka- I was like Kevin Kawhi- Love, <laughs> Kawhi Leonard. Sorry, that was the funny. other KL, Kawhi Leonard. Um, Westbrook, then, yeah, Westbrook for sure, and then someone from um, James someone from Harden. Golden State. Well, do you think Steph will be in the running? Maybe KD. Steph right now is leading the league in points. Right. If KD, if that continues to go that way, Steph will be in the conversation. Steph was not in the conversation last year because mm-hmm. KD was there taking up a lot of space. Together, those two cancel each other out. Yeah, that's true. So I don't know if that'll happen this we'll year. We'll see. We'll see. It'll be it'll be fun. And oh, again, it's and, only week two, so. And Giannis Antetokounmpo. He is killing it. He's, people are saying he's going to be an MVP. Kobe's saying it. LeBron's saying it. People are saying it. Can I just say how much I appreciate Kobe and his mentorship of, the, of these young players? You can say that. I'll say that later on this cast. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's very impressive. It is incredibly... As a man who I thought was an incredibly selfish ball player, mm-hmm. it's nice to, see, nice to see this side of him. But that happened for one reason. And we can talk about it later. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. Giannis is great, though. Yeah, he's doing and he's, great. But if you ask him about it, which people have asked him, hey, all these players, these great players yeah. of old and current are saying, you're the next thing. You're the next thing, yeah. 
from the Milwaukee Bucks. He says, I don't think I'm quite at LeBron level yet. And to that, I want to say, I appreciate the humility. Mm -hmm. I also think you need to have a little more confidence. (laughs) Like, come on now. But I mean, if we look at LeBron's numbers and his numbers, yeah, maybe that there's some truth to his doubt. But Giannis I mean, he's is still is, very new and young to the like to, to the league. Yeah, so 20, 20, yeah, he'll he'll, he'll be, be a big important part for this league in the years to come. Yeah, absolutely. Ta- speaking of like important things in the league, ooh, sorry about that, folks. Um, important things in the league. Did you hear about what David Stern said recently? I did. Do you know who David Stern is? You want to tell the tell the world who. Who he is? He was the commissioner for the NBA before Adam Silver, and right. he was in the league for about I think twenty years. He was yeah, the commissioner. He gave he gave the Bulls all of their their um, hardware. C- hardware. Yeah, I remember him very clearly. He was a he was one of my favorite humans. I honestly, yeah. I was like, thanks for the hardware, bud. <laughs> and I really appreciate it. <laughs> and then, you know what? But then after the Bulls were done, oh, it's been so sad. Since. He was he was like. The crotchety old commissioner. <laughs> trying to... It was it was time to time for him to retire. Yeah, but and we got David Silver, who's awesome. Adam Silver. I'm sorry, Adam Silver. I'm thinking because I'm looking at you know, you know things. Sure. Um. So David Silver recently talked about nope. uh, David Stern. Sorry, it's the S. It's the S Stern and Silver. It's very hard. It's fine. I put Kevin Love in the MVP race. So <laughs> it's whatever. What if he becomes in the MVP race though? What if he gets there? Pigs will fly. So Dave, uh, David Stern um, talked about marijuana and the NBA and how we shouldn't really like, as the NBA, give penalties and things for the, for marijuana. If I let me try to see if I can find. I the believe quote. he. Let said me find the quote exactly. Medicinal marijuana. Right. If I'm not mistaken, but look that up. I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look it up. Essentially, while you're getting that, essentially mm-hmm. what I took away from it was him saying, if players have conditions that require a medical card for marijuana use, mm-hmm. it's from a doctor. What, I mean, well, why are we policing that? Right. Specifically, I think marijuana probably should be removed from the ban list. Um, specifically, David Stern's uh, thoughts um, on NBA substance abuse policy. Which is, I mean, all right, so what do you think? I don't disagree. This is coming from the guy who put in the dress code. Yep. This is coming from a guy who really tried hard to prevent the Allen Iversons and Tracy McGrady's of the world mm-hmm. from to have a veering, having a personality mm-hmm. that deviates away from the wholesomeness of the 90s Bulls golden era. Yeah. He really tried hard to hold on to that mm-hmm. to no avail. And now, and that culture promoted things that was like hip hop, mm-hmm. baggy clothes, and gangs. Oh, so cool. tattoos yes. that suggest gang activity mm-hmm. and then a long ergo like marijuana and drug use you know mm-hmm. uh, mostly just marijuana use mm-hmm. and so now here he is years later saying like you know all those times he banned ironically the Portland Trailblazers mm-hmm. the Jailblazers D- yep, the I just <laughs> Reaper Blazers <laughs> do you um, want to speak on what, what you mean by that yeah the Portland Trailblazers in the 2000s had a record of people using a lot of marijuana. Yep. And they, they were, got suspended. They were blazing a lot. Blazing up <laughs> all the time. So it was like appropriate. You're in Oregon. You're the trailblazers. Who were blazing. Blazing. And then they would uh, get suspended. Marijuana. All these. So you'd have like two or three players suspended at any time in mm. Portland. And so that takes players out of the game. Fans want to see the players play. And all the marijuana is doing essentially 
is relieving stress, pain, mm-hmm. and uh, and yeah. studies have shown that. And I think a lot of a lot of our world thinks that marijuana is um, is a uh, gateway drug to more harder drugs, mm-hmm. and studies have proven that is not the case. No, um, and it's even proven that marijuana is safer than alcohol when it comes to like death related. Um, Oh, for sure. Incidents when it comes to alcohol-related deaths and marijuana-related so deaths. Um, Jalen Rose spoke about it, saying, like, I think people, I think you think about the culture of the NBA. Like, if you think about other teams that don't have it as part of their ban list, I think the, the ones that do have it on the ban list is the NFL and the NBA. But if you look at MLB um, and golf, tennis, like, I don't know about tennis. Um, golf? Hockey, I believe. They don't have it as part of the ban list. Oh, NASCAR. NASCAR doesn't either. They don't. It's not part. They can. They can smoke marijuana, and they wouldn't be part of the ban. Like mm. if they do drug testing, it wouldn't come oh. up. Like it would come up, but they wouldn't ban someone for interesting. it. Interesting. So I mean, that, at least that's what Jalen Rose said in in a in a conversation, and I thought that was interesting because, you know, when I think of NASCAR, the people who NASCAR baseball golf yeah anyway sorry. like those are or what are all the other sports that he mentioned, I think you know there's there's cultures behind how they're run. I was just going to say. Say it. The sports that do have it in the band mm-hmm. are primarily black sports. Yep. That's exactly what it is. So the football players and basketball players of the world, yeah. no smoking that reefer. Mm-hmm. But if you drive a car 200 miles an hour around right. the track, yeah. you could fuck And you're chronic. like super white, you, you could, could totally, you, you could, could totally do it. The <laughs> whitest, redneckiest person, could you can it. do it. Yeah. That's fine. You want to be the most um, privileged uh, golfer in yeah. the world, you can do it. Yeah. But not if you have tattoos and mm-hmm. dribble a ball or catch pigskin. Right. So I'm and just saying. All, and we all know Steve Kerr's like, I've been blazing up this whole time. Yeah, Cause, clearly. Because <laughs> he has back, back issues. Yeah, I'm he, fairly he, certain. He, he has. has even said, like, I think it's fine. Yeah. Just on do. record. Oh, he has? I haven't even Oh, that. yeah. He's like, on record, I, I feel like. Marijuana is okay. I mean, it's also he's in California, so exactly he's safe. Like yeah. his job security is. Yeah, he's also won a couple of championships. I think he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, but all this goes to say, like, the restrictions and stigma against marijuana are loosening up significantly. And culturally too. And I think yeah. people and people look at this. There's ways to look at marijuana that's not about hallucinating, mm-hmm. uh, hallucinogens. So, like. The thing, the chemical in marijuana that makes people mm-hmm. hallucinate or, THC. you know, THC, mm-hmm. it's the part of the plant that if you extract it, leaves just the CBD, which is the part that is a relaxer. You. Yeah. Right? So if you have any kind of anxiety or motion sickness mm-hmm. or like nervousness. Pain and you need to muscle relaxing. Like that's a natural way of doing it. It'll take you down a notch, you know, and it'll put you in a place that's not... As one podcaster describes it, uh, a Pete Holmes, mm-hmm. who... Pete Holmes, a comedian. The comedian. One of, one of my fave podcasters. Yeah, You Made It Weird, his mm-hmm. podcast, check it out. He says, like, it gives you a nice... If it's just the CBD part of the plant, not yeah. the THC, it just leaves you with this nice, healthy glow. And I remember, he always says, um, it's, like, relaxing, but you can still read a book. Yeah, you can still comprehend things. You can right. still... You're still functional. Right. So I got some hemp seed oil mm-hmm. and uh, it's just the CBD part because mm-hmm. I wanted to try it out and mm-hmm. I would put it in my tea or coffee in the morning and it's so bad. The do- you can get di- different potencies right, of it. Sure. So I got a very mild version of mm-hmm. it 
and it's just a very Sm- they're smoking marijuana all over the place. right. It's just this oil <laughs> that would float in mm-hmm. the liquid, and it's just a very mild, mm-hmm. calming easiness. Mm-hmm. It's nothing that you really pick up. If I had a stronger dosage, maybe I would feel something stronger. But it was like really subtle, and I thought, oh, if I were in an airport or traveling. Or just, to ease my nerves. This would be yeah, fun. to just any if you have any kind of anxiety around any kind of um, transition in, in your life, I would take it during high stress times mm-hmm. where I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna go in on a day where I have a million emails and right. I'm gonna do uh, a bunch of good in the world for people and help out, but it's gonna require like a lot of energy. I'm gonna start off the day with just like a little um, some drops of this, mm-hmm. and then you're like, okay, let's just let's do it. Right. Let it happen. I mean, because there's. You know, we had the whole war on drugs in the late 80s, early 90s. You know, the D.A.R.E. program. Um, I remember. It was all done to disenfranchise those of color at the end of the day. Oh, for sure. Um, And so I think the the conversation and the, the narrative around marijuana needs to change. Um, and whether you choose to smoke it, eat it, drink it, what mm-hmm. you know, whatever you want to do with it, that's your choice. Um, at the end, it, it, what if that's a you, you practice whatever you want to practice? Of course, just like anything else, you could do more of something than you probably should have. Of course, and that's like you know that's how things happen. And financially, if it starts breaking your bank, too. probably not a good idea. Yeah, yeah. And look, and what are we talking about really? I mean, this thing is a plant that does. What damn it? The most people will say is, it impedes or it could impair your judgment, and it could cause some people say damage to brain cells or sure. whatever. Alcohol does the same thing, mm-hmm. and, and it hurts neat. your liver, uh-huh. and you can die. And you can die from it yeah. in one day, and you day. can actually also destroy families. Yeah. Oh, with the alcohol. amount of damage to families mm-hmm. and people and physical mm-hmm. health that alcohol yep. does yep. is way worse. How many people a year mm-hmm. die from marijuana overdose? I don't even know if that's that a thing. That is a lot of marijuana. Yes, that's... That is a lot. Like, that's really dying from smoke inhalation. <laughs> that's the same as like being in a building on fire, yeah. basically. But you, um, it's not from the chemical itself. Yeah. It's from the inhalation of smoke. But I think it's the, the miseducation of those things, yeah. right? Like people, like people think marijuana and crack cocaine are the same thing. It's yeah, like, it's ridiculous. It's actually not. Yeah. They both are drugs right. in... But very different kinds of drugs. Right. You smoke tobacco all the time. And cigarettes. it's actually killing you. It's killing you slowly. Right. But you're not going to OD. And sometimes quickly once you, once you well, yeah. get You're there. not going to OD on smoking cigarettes, though. No. And um, beer, mm-hmm. alcohol, whatever. Drink five bottles. Mm-hmm. You could be dead. Yeah. You know? And then you you take this stuff and then you drive. Mm-hmm. And you kill other people. Kill other people, smash your car, smash your property. Mm-hmm. Look, even if you're a moderate drinker mm-hmm. and you just drink, you know, five, six glasses a week or something like that, check your bank account at the end of the month right. and see how much money you put toward alcohol. Right. If you're that a, you could have put onto your education and to investments and to the yeah, economy. Right. But if we're all, we're all, at the end of the day, it's about the economy, right? It's so, all about the economy because so, that's why we sell it at ball games mm-hmm. in the stadiums and right. the arenas right. we put it out there because hey beer cold beer here, right. cold beer because there are companies that make money off of this and it was the first drug we found mm-hmm. we found this drug first I'm like oh we can ferment things mm-hmm. and drink it and it's a hearty and people ale. make stupid judgment like they make bad judgment oh yeah on, on, you get relaxed 
Mm-hmm. You know, you you get more confident. Mm-hmm. It's that liquid courage, mm-hmm. right? And people were like, "Oh wow!" And this if makes you're me feel if good. you're drunk, you deserve to be sexually assaulted. Oh yeah, right? Because mm-hmm. it's your fault. Because it's your I fault because you were drunk. I lose memory mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Versus, you know what? That it's was so a we, joke. That's not real. Yeah, like, yeah. we're we're this is <laughs> we we clearly hope, are joking. I hope so. <laughs> uh, so they had a uh, but think about how many people are in a situation where. Uh, if you confront someone mm-hmm. who has been drinking too much, yep. they could be a little bit belligerent. Sure. They can get a little bit, yep. you know, big for their britches. Yep. How many times do we see these fights by guys who are drunk? We're like, ah, oh, knock, you know, they're yeah. just like out of their wits, yeah. out of their senses. Versus how many times do you see potheads fight? No, man. No, we're <laughs> chilling. Like, that is the no, easiest well, group. That is the easiest group to work with. And so it's just so funny to me that, like... Though you could have a... Like, I, I definitely know people have, have a bad trip, bad sure. high, and things like that. And there's... If you don't regulate but, it, if you don't regulate it, you can have bad crap out there in the streets yeah, of course. that people will get bad trips on okay. and, you know, get laced with other crap that they shouldn't be laced You can with. have a bad trip on alcohol. Ain't that the truth? Yo, how many yeah. people... We all know them. The crying drunk, oh, the God. angry drunk, mm-hmm. the abusive drunk. The like, incredibly flirty, kind of way too happy for... The overly happy, overly, overly happy. sensitive, overly loving, affectionate drunk. Oh, ooh. You're almost too much. That's, that's <laughs> Those people, like, I'd almost rather have the sad drunk. Um, I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know. Too much of anything is bad. But th- my our point here, I think, we're just saying is, if you really looked at... The experiences of life, mm-hmm. if you've been around people who smoke marijuana, if you know anything about like the tendency of mm-hmm. the drug and what it does for the body and the research around these things, you, we wouldn't be having this debate of whether or not marijuana and alcohol should be on the same level with one another. Right. They're, they're on par. If anything, marijuana, marijuana comes out a little bit ahead. Okay, does some damage to your lungs more than alcohol, but alcohol is ruining your liver. Yeah, every single time. So just and, pick your poison. Right. They're both. They're both poisonous. They're both poisonous. Yeah. So it's just to what degree? Or do you feel just don't if you don't want to, don't do either of those things. Yeah. And abstain from it and uh, sure. live your life. Be be who you are. And the commissioner, former commissioner, is saying, marijuana is one of the things I don't feel like sh- that should be on there. Mm-hmm. There are some people out here who will hear that and say. He's He's saying drugs are okay. (laughs) He's not saying everyone should jump on the white horse and sniff coke. Right. He's saying we don't want hard and fast speed uppers. He's talking about something that even the coach of the Golden State Warriors is saying, I had chronic back pain Mm -hmm. that my doctor wrote me a note for this CBD or Mm -hmm. THC component of the plant. Mm -hmm. To help my back pain. Do better with that. There are people with arthritis and other ailments mm-hmm. in other states where this is legal who have medicinal marijuana cards, and I, they do better with that. I think about a family member of mine who has like arthritis issues, and I often think, I'm like, I feel like she would do so much better For if sure. she had medical marijuana Potentially. To, to help her through it. I mean, there's also cases of like children who have medical marijuana because of mm-hmm. the things anxiety. that like, like ang- it's not even just anxiety, like seizures that they have, oh, like yeah. just like other things too. Oh. So, so there's, I mean, there's more to, it's like the drugs, if you think about the drugs that people use now, like currently we have an opioid crisis and that's because, oh my God, and that's are. like a, that's a whole nother the segment. Pill, the pills and everything <laughs> That's else. a whole nother, I remember being Yo. prescribed opioids when I had, uh, my tooth taken mm-hmm. out. And so like, I remember being like, I'll take it one day and that is it. And I get, I literally 
toss the rest of if it. You ev- to anyone out there listening, if you ever research how some of the drugs that we use, like Valium mm-hmm. and, and um, what, uh, Oxycontin mm-hmm. came into being... There's the so drug much. It's so it's you twisted. And like, how did we legalize this? Mm-hmm. But if so, if we can have... Well, if that, some of the most potent and addictive drugs mm-hmm. are out there and is being, quote-unquote, regulated, you know, in whatever way, if we don't start doing that for marijuana and for other things, specific, mm-hmm. I think marijuana specifically just has a bad narrative around it, and the narrative needs to change. And if David Stern can have a potentially a change of mind, mm-hmm. a change of heart about it, because, he, again, he was the guy who created the uniform, like the, the dress code for... Um, the 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 players, um, the NBA players, and things like that. If he can have a change of heart, which we because we are all developing people, mm-hmm. you know, why can't the rest of the country? You mentioned the seizures mm-hmm. part. Yeah, children using it. Do you remember the story of Charlotte's Web and how yes. it came to be? Not I don't know not the I, children's story, the company. Oh, Charlotte's Web. The no, I did not know how they came to be. This episode is sponsored by Charlotte's Web. Um, <laughs> try their uh, CBD formula for their marijuana slash hemp seed yeah. formula. Okay, that's what's called hemp seed. Okay. So the company called Charlotte's Web is uh, two brothers, the mm-hmm. Stanley brothers, who make a various grades mm-hmm. of CBD. Uh, hemp seed oil mm. and so you can use that kind of like a, what I was saying in, in, in your, tea, your teas whatever, whatever yeah. shake smoothies however you want you can bake with it whatever it's a s- oil substitute and uh, does it smell like you can marijuana? get it it's no it smells like it's got this like earthy forest floor um, so it doesn't smell like marijuana it doesn't you no, know marijuana no, no, no. has like it that smells like smell. a forest floor kind of a little bit okay. or you can get it in like a mint chocolate I Ooh. think they have that Interesting. and um, the reason it's called Charlotte's Web mm-hmm. is because they were working on this formula and they were putting it into different Does it look tests. Like a web? No, 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 no. I'm getting there, <laughs> silly. And so they would try these different formulas. And then there was this mother out, I forget where she was with her daughter, young daughter, under the age of 10, who was just suffering from seizures, just like mm-hmm. chronic frequent mm-hmm. seizures multiple a day like yeah. on the hour scary. every hour yeah, those are scary. and so she's like fearing for her daughter's life going through all these tests and examinations with doctors they try this surgery they try that treatment they do it she did everything across the board to the point where the doctors were like we've exhausted pretty much everything in the medical textbook wow. and i don't know what to do for your girl and so she starts reading up on different you know health and um, holistic treatment and all mm-hmm. that Gets a hold of these guys, finds their story, looks into what their company's about. Small startup company. Right. And they're like, hey, guys, like, I will try anything for my girl. Can I just try this? So they gave her some of the potency, mm-hmm. like, moderate of char- their formula with CBD oil. Guess what she, happened? She's much better. Chilling. She's, she's like, she's, I'm good. No yeah. seizures. Is her name Charlotte? Her name's Charlotte. Oh. So that's why that's they named super, it Charlotte's oh, Web. Oh, that's sweet. That yeah. is so. I didn't know that was their story. That's the story of the, in a nutshell. Right. A I'm sure there's more. Nutshell. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's what they did. And so you hear something like that of like a medical treatment actually coming through for someone in yeah. a chronic with a chronic ailment. Right. And you think like, okay. There and there's so be... many stories like that that use marijuana to help people live. You think about back in the day, right? In the 1600s or whatever time. They're period. all smoking. Look at, well, no, <laughs> not, well that, but in, but in pockets of society, more so though, alcohol was still legal. Mm-hmm. When babies were teething, what did you have to do? 
Mm-hmm. You rub some whiskey on their gums. Oh, yeah. When someone was sick and ailing mm-hmm. in the pilgrim times, mm-hmm. you know what they told them to do? Take a swig of whiskey. <laughs> you can see it in like... Um, that's why I like whiskey so much. It calms me down. It's, it's medical, It's right? so nice. <laughs> they had to do, that's what they did with like uh, There Will Be Blood and all those Western movies. Yeah. It was like... Oh man, we're gonna have to amputate. Okay, give them all some the anesthesia. Let's give them all the whiskey. Get them drunk. Oh, put some whiskey on the wound. Right. You know, like disinfect it. Right. And like we were treating alcohol like a medicinal yeah. drug. Yeah. And now alcohol is sold in stadiums and at your local Seven Eleven right. with girls, Mar- girls in bikinis. Yeah. Yeah. It's like sexy now. Yeah. It's, it's Budweiser. Like thing. Yeah. yeah. It's Imagine someone yeah. being like, ooh. uh... Nyquil, like ooh, it's so look at these girls so, in bikinis, so sexy, you know. And, but it's but I mean it's a form of alcohol that like is medicinal. Right. Then you look at marijuana and the way people use it for like treatment and right. ailments, and it's like, oh, that's a vile poison from the hood. Right. Like, that's because it's, bl- it's black because it. black people do it, and yes. you know when black people do it, they dirty everything up. Or if it's international, you and your people need to get are dirtying things up. That's we really are terrible. What it is. Half of my people, but the other half because <laughs> your other me, half, but your white half. But what is shown statistically <laughs> through research mm-hmm. and surveys, uh, black people use marijuana at the same rate as white people. But they get arrested and, more for it. And they get arrested and they deal at a rate less than white people, mm-hmm. but they get arrested for it many times over more than white mm-hmm. people, which is to say the stereotype and perception out there is cops are going to the hood and saying, it's easy for me to frisk the disenfranchised and right. stick them on drug charges. Right. Versus the kid from the suburbs. The suburban kid yeah. or the soccer mom in the van, mm-hmm. as we saw from HBO Weeds. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yep. If you're going to go out there and go to suburban America and start frisking white people, good middle class, which you and I grew up in the Midwest. Yeah. You know white people. Mm-hmm. I know white people. Mm-hmm. Um, did you know white people who dealt drugs? Yes. I did. I knew a lot. Actually, all of them. They actually, felt... Most of... All yeah. of them did. All the drug dealers were white kids. And they were safe and protected mm-hmm. and just... This, and making money. Yo, this glow <laughs> around them of is just that, like invincibility <laughs> yeah. was amazing. It I wasn't like, the THC. No. It was <laughs> no, they were like, I'm white selling drugs in the suburbs. I'm good, you know, like Wild. riding around in their Mustangs and cars right. or whatever. And black friends I know who would use it would, or or I don't know if I know who dealt it, but I saw a friend of mine even like buy drugs in front mm-hmm. of my parents at the gas station one time. They're like, Alex, isn't that so-and-so from the track team? I was like, yeah, it's him. We're like, <laughs> yeah, yep. Keep and moving. he's buying drugs. All right, let's go. <laughs> you know, it was like, they would do it so stealthily, covertly, mm-hmm. so, because you kind of already know at a young age, it's like, I'm black and I I'm already suspected of having drugs. Yeah. And I want to confirm that. Yeah. So, you know, it's whatever. It, we need to get to a point where uh, the drugs... Thing, the are, narrative needs to change. Needs to change. It absolutely needs to change. And I appreciate David Stern for all of the good he's done as well as sometimes not the good that he's done to... He tried. He tried. He well. um, to be able to, you know, talk about this in the way that he did. So bottom line, um, David Stern's a pothead. Probably, I mean, he probably has always been a pothead. If I'm hearing you correctly, all I'm saying, all I'm hearing is David Stern has been smoking a lot of weed since yep. he left the league. Or he probably was doing it the whole time anyway. Just saying. Those cigars just, were not tobacco. Just saying. But yeah, so I think that was a lot of our dribbling session. Unless there's something, I know there's a game happening right now, isn't there? Mm-hmm. There, it's the, Sacramento. Oh, it's the Sacramento game. 
Yeah, that's okay. fine. That's cool. Sacramento and the Pelicans, two teams that we won't... Won't talk about anyway. Yeah, no. Hey, um, you never know. I'll still watch some highlights to see how they're doing, but that's about it. All right, folks, let us uh, continue on to our dope person of the week. All right, all right, all right. It's time for our dope person of the week. Alex, take it away. I, this week, am going to talk about someone who we all know very well. Mm-hmm. But and we mentioned going, him. We mentioned him earlier. We alluded to his uh, ongoing uh, mentorship mm-hmm. of young athletes. And mm-hmm. so Kobe Bryant is someone... Kobe Mamba. I don't need to the tell Black the fans. Mamba? I don't need to tell fans who he is. You already know the name. Mm-hmm. But he is going into the... He's past the twilight of his career. He's done with his career. Yeah, now he's starting a new career yeah. as a businessman. So he founded, founded Kobe Inc. Mm-hmm. recently. And so he's going into a field of enhancing athlete performance and just general excellence of mm-hmm. people. So he's just looking to build people up into these areas of greatness. And so when he got the Achilles injury right. back in... 2000? No, it was later early, than that. Yeah, I thought it was later. It was much later. It was yeah. like 2012 or something. Okay. And he uh, was down for a long time, had some yeah. surgeries, mm-hmm. had to like, get him back People in shape. People were not sure if he was going to come back. Right. And so yeah. he was laid up in bed watching episodes of Modern Family, just like, how is life going to look like for me when I'm done with this game? Right. And that's when he first started looking into venture capitalism and working with partners and becoming the businessman that people like Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson have right. grown into. And he, he, did, just, he started pretty young doing that too, to be thinking about those things. Yeah, I guess he was like 35. Young in, but young in his career. You know what I mean? Like, I guess. I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. I just sure, think sure. Youngish. Like, yeah, Michael wasn't really... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Michael but, was a businessman because of the Jordans. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that. Magic's career ended early, so he got started like earlier in that right. way too. Right, exactly. But uh, anyway, Kobe was saying, what am I going to do with myself after this is all done? Yeah. And so he started partnering with some people. He did Kobe Inc. And uh, he's going into an area of body armor, which is actually a drink. It's Ooh. a coconut water. Which is, is has more electrolytes than Gatorade. More electrolytes. According to my sister's science project. This system of body armor would deliver more potassium to the body. Ooh, to athletes, that's, that's very important. While delivering less sodium that's, than sports drinks. Mm-hmm. And so he's just looking at this as an option that most athletes haven't pursued. It's mm-hmm. not an area. He's partnering with a company to do this. Mm-hmm. And so he's going in on some projects and just looking at where he can enhance performance for young people and athletes at all stages in their career. And so... Uh, a shout out to him and the new areas which we're going to see Kobe. Um, so with that, we'll just do a quick rundown of things yeah, that people may us, not know. Interesting about things about Kobe. Um, the Black Mamba. So his middle name is Bean, Kobe Bean Bryant, because you're just laughing at you still this you've known this, but you still know, think it's funny. I think you're it's just, hilarious. I don't think it's that funny. His uh, father's nickname was Jelly Bean Bryant. So that's where they pulled the bean from. We also just talked about LL Bean, so it's just all, oh, of, this, yeah, all of it is just kind of coming. We just looked up the we just looked up the picture for Charlotte's Web of the company, 
and I always thought the Stanley brothers were uh, just a couple guys. No. But there's like seven, and they all look like the same white guy with some variations of facial hair. And they're wearing all wearing their... L.L. Bean across the, the whole picture. Anyway, it's funny. They look good. They're good looking guys. Good looking. It's whatever. Totally. Um, but he, um, uh, anyway, he grew up in Italy. He sure did. With his father playing overseas. Mm -hmm. He and his mom growing up over there together. He speaks fluent Italian. Fluent Italian. If you've ever seen some of his press conferences. It's kind of, it's weirdly hot. No, it's a very attractive quality (laughs) to be bilingual and good at it. Yeah. He's very strong. He was so strong at it that when he came back to the United States in 1991. Wasn't he in ESL or something? Like he he had struggled. He he needed to learn English. Yeah. Because he was so used to it. And playing, have you seen clips of him? Uh, he met Messi recently. Well, mm-hmm. he knows Messi because they've mm-hmm. done commercials together. But right. he, like, oh no, uh, it was Neymar. Uh-huh. He was playing with Neymar Big and some player. other guys. Yeah, and he was doing some uh, foot kicks with the ball. I don't mm. know what the terminology is where you bounce the ball up on your foot, your okay. knee, and you keep it in the air. Yeah, he just kept doing that on his head, knee. He, Wait, he was like, Kobe was doing? Kobe that? was doing it with some guys. What just does this man can't do? And he was there with his hands in his pocket doing it. Like it looked That's... easy. And he's like a six foot six, like NBA super. He's taller than all of them. Right. So he's out there doing all this stuff because he was used to the Italian culture of soccer, speaking Italian, eating the food. So when he came in 1991 back to Lower Marion High School in Philadelphia to play high school ball, you can see this on his documentary. Mm-hmm. You know, he's felt like an outsider. He's like, yeah. I'm a black kid in a pretty black city who doesn't connect with them, and I'm not speaking English well enough to you know, connect with my peers. Right. So all he really knew was how to be an outstanding basketball player. And, and that's he, where he got that's it. That's all he did. Like people were attracted to him for his athleticism. So he did that. But also he was a very bright student. And so he actually did very well in school. Plus his SAT scores were really high. But that's, he didn't go to college. he's like, I'm <laughs> taking my talents to the NBA. And that was history. So then he came in, uh, played an amazing career, drafted 13th overall by the Charlotte Hornets. But said, I told y'all, I was serious. I want to be a Laker, only a Laker. So the Hornets quickly traded him. He for did a LeVar Ball, but a little bit lower key. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. The first ever guard uh, drafted uh, out of high school and directly into a team. So the first ever guard mm-hmm. drafted out of high school to the NBA. Um, married Vanessa Lane in yeah. 2001. They sweetheart. met at a, a music video shoot, if I remember. On I his recall. Kobe's rap song. Yeah. You can his, still find his, that. His um, one musical career. Kobe did some rapping. <laughs> not as good that. as Damian Lillard. Not as good as da- Not even as good as Shaq. <laughs> so, Whoa. <laughs> Damn. Uh, if we're going to do hierarchies here. Da- I would say Dame Dollar Dollar is doing Dame Dollar. Is very good. Fire. Dropping yeah. flames. Um... <laughs> He wore number 33 in high school, transitioned to number eight when he got to the NBA because mm-hmm. the Lakers had a number 33 retired, one right. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar you may have heard of. Yeah, still doesn't have a statue. Poor guy. One day. <laughs> um, and he had several championships with the Lakers, moved on to... It's five, to be exact. Five, yeah. <laughs> early on. Um, Bryant was a close friend of Michael Jackson. Mm. I'm shocked when he heard about Michael Jackson's death. Sure. And um, weren't we all? Yeah. And then he represented the United States in the 2008 and 2012 Olympic Games. And uh, his child, as a child, his favorite show was the NBA Showtime, which aired all the greatest NBA games of all time in history. And so he didn't actually watch a lot of games in real time. He had tapes 
of older games. And he would watch those. He would watch the Lakers Showtime. That's fun. And like years after. Because he was in Italy. Like, oh, these guys are amazing. Kobe, this happened three years ago. <laughs> Kobe, this is this is old. Um, but anyway, he's using all these talents and interests that he's had as a person and an athlete to be a better professional in the business world. So I look forward to seeing that version of Kobe Bryant. And yeah. I, I think it looks very promising. And especially because I've, oh, like, as I mentioned earlier, I always thought of him as like this selfish ball player who just would shoot until the ball went into the basket. I Even if he was, was at, huh? he was. Well, yeah, he was. Yeah. And not so, saying you were wrong. No. And, but I think it's cool to see him not have that characteristics outside of the court. The competitiveness is still there because mm-hmm. he wants to still be the best and all these different things. But there's that level of care and a level of like humanity in him that yeah. I think. You know, the Black Mamba. Do you know the story about how he got the nickname Black Mamba? Remind me. I don't remember. That's I was hoping you did. Oh, no. I think he was just, if I remember correctly, he was looking for talking to someone or looking up information on, like, animals that strike quickly. Yeah. And... It might have been something like that. I'll have like, to... They, like, death-inducing. Right. So I'll look it up. You yeah. Know. Anyway, but, um, you know, he had this persona of, like, I don't give a shit. You know, like oh, yeah, I don't care if you like me. I don't. I don't my care teammates. if you're my teammates. Like I, I'm the going to be the best. So this yeah. is how it's going to be. Where and when you you have like someone like and he also played in the era like the later years of Michael Jordan. So he, you know, he's also like, I'm sure looking up to someone like him who's one of the best players in the NBA. And then now you change from you know Kobe to. LeBron James, who's an incredibly different kind of leader on his team. Oh, yeah. And still, you know, so it's just it's just so interesting to see when you think of, like, who are our greats when we grew up? Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, and now LeBron James, mm-hmm. right? Like, those are the, the three we think of. Now, you may also say, the like, The Mount oh, Rushmore of this time. Yeah, the Mount Rushmore of this time. Maybe you'll put Steph Curry on there because, yeah, of, maybe. you know, like... A, maybe KD. Maybe KD, maybe Westbrook. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it'll change. It's a but big mountain. It's a big mountain. We can't, we'll, you know, we're very inclusive in this mountain as much right. as we can be. Um, but yeah, no, it's cool to see him um, do really dope things, which I think, and especially there's been some uh, some players who've been injured or have, have gone through some things even oh, within the yeah. recent weeks, and he's been incredibly encouraging and mentoring to them, which oh, I yeah. think is cool. He's, and he's a mentor of one of our favorite players. Giannis? Nope. I mean, I think he is mentoring him, but our favorite player. Oh, oh, oh. Um, Are you serious? Kyrie. Yes. I was yeah, like, I was yes. like um, oh, I was like, uh, Alex. Uh, there's a test here. <laughs> you want to hear about how he got the Black Mamba? Yeah. Uh, he gave the nickname to himself. Of course. As, you, as, as one, one does. does. Um, after watching Quentin Tarantino's Kill Bill. Uh-oh. Uh, and the snake in the movie, uh, known for its agility and aggressiveness, was used as a code name for a deadly assassin. And that's that what he film. wanted to be. And he said, like, oh, I looked into it. And I was like, wow, that's pretty much me. So. And that's what I want to be. The Black Mamba. That's awesome. All right. You ready for my dope person? So ready. So my dope person are, are a couple of people. Um, but specifically, uh, Mr. Terrence Sims Jr., who is a teacher in the Milwaukee College Prep program. Um, he's He's been viral in a couple. And this school specifically has had... Some amazing teachers of color come out, do really cool things about how to teach students really cool things about history, math, sciences, and things like that. Mm -hmm. So Terrence Sims Jr. came to like the viral sensation when um, he, during Black History Month, took, this is this year, back in February. um, Wait, when is Black History Month? In February. 
Okay, yeah. You didn't know that Black History Month is the shortest month of the year? And the coldest? And the coldest, yeah. Well, that seems... It seems kind of inconsiderate. Yeah. But we, as a, in, as a country, have been inconsiderate. I've been <laughs> celebrating it every July. Is no one else doing that? No, that's it's just... 31 it. days, it's warm and it's hell. Well, there's also Juneteenth, you know, if you want to... Oh, yeah, Juneteenth. Which is, oh, if God. we can talk of... If you want to know what Juneteenth is, watch the Blackish episode of Juneteenth of season, I think, season three or season two. Which, by the way, Blackish is an amazing, amazing I've heard, show. I've, I've watched all the of the episodes person. in the past month. I've watched all of them. You're the fifth for the first person time. if you're the second. It's yes, so good. I've heard it's this. so, so good. Anyway, so um, it, he kind of got a viral sensation because um, what he did is he took his, like, the school seems to be predominantly uh, students of color, predominantly black students, this mm. um, Milwaukee college prep um, school. And he's a fourth grade teacher. Um, what he did, what he did during Black History Month was take pictures of students um, um, doing iconic pictures of famous Black um, activists and so like recreating their recreating it. And then behind them would be this really cool picture of of you know it would be like Malcolm X and uh, Martin Luther King, and it'll be two young Black boys that are, are, are that recreating, look, recreating that scene. image, right? Yeah. Um, and it looks really really good. And it and it, he became big because he did. Um, the picture of hidden figures in the background mm-hmm, uh, with, the, mm-hmm. with the movie, the movie poster sure. with three girls, three little girls in the front, like imitating, Go you know, on um, and Janelle Monet retweeted and was like, loved it. Yay. And of course did great. So he is a great teacher right. generally, just great teacher and does really cool things in the capacity of curriculum and also empowering, empowering young. students, especially, and the students feel, and you know, they I've still, there's great self-esteem. They're like, I feel like I'm learning a lot. There's interviews you see from the students. It's great. So Terrence is a great teacher, but recently, thanks to Jesse Williams, my boo, Jesse Williams, he posted Does he this, know that? Um, that he's your boo? Uh, can we, if I ever meet him, I don't want him to be like, I hear I'm your boo. Um, I don't know. He's just a boo in my head. I'll casually um, slip it in. <laughs> I'll just, it's just how I am with most men. I don't want them to know you that I like it. them. It was really nice to meet you, Jesse. I love you. No, I don't say that, those words, remember? All right. All right. I don't, I don't, Episode number one. I don't say, I don't First say, rule. I don't say I love you, and I don't tell guys that, hey, I think I'm into you. Because, okay. you know, that's scary. Long podcast. <laughs> that's its own podcast. So anyway, so Jesse Williams posted this video of these two girls, two young girls rapping, and I'm going to... Make you listen to it for just. A, I'm just gonna okay. make you listen to a clip of it. Hey, um, let's it's, do it. It's uh, it's really good. Okay, ready? Yeah. All right, here we go. It's gonna be interesting audio, but here we go. I'm gonna stop. I wish everyone could see what me and we Alex are doing. We should have grammed that because I was hitting that so hard. Okay, so she said melanated. Okay, can I, so this is the this is exactly what they said. Okay, so so uh, what he did was so these students wrote this. 
these, I think, fourth or sixth grade students. I think they're, they're I think, I believe they're sixth grade students. Let's call it five. Because um, he's a fourth grade teacher, but I think that these girls specifically, these two girls are um, sixth graders. And okay. so this brilliant, brilliant teacher motivated these girls to talk about um, their appetite for education and how they want to be these educated, amazing people. And they were, and so the line that I, we stopped on, um, which is like, I think the sickest, dopest line is Michelle Obama showed me how to do it. So I'm going to get it educated, motivated, melanated, elevated. (laughs) I got big shoes to fill. So I'll do it with the class. Um, Oh, fire extinguisher to put out those flames. Jesus. So first of all, I need to know where the iTunes, like how much do you want, how much money do you want? Because I will give you all my money so that you could go and get educated, elevated, melanated, and elevated, like all of the things. Kickstarter for the next music video. Right. And so, and I think he uses his friends who have artistic backgrounds, like who are videographers and, and, and the beat, like the beat is sick. Um, so for me, my dope person, just because, you know, for the culture and for, for, for for everybody else, I think, uh, Mr. Terrence Sims, thank you for what you do for these girls and for these young, young, um, young black kids to feel Mm -hmm. like they are, that they are worth something. And, the coolest thing is that Michelle Obama <laughs> tweeted at them and were like, you know, keep it, keep doing what I think. I'm trying to find what exactly what she said. Mm-hmm. Um, she said, uh, form, the former Miss, uh, former first lady took to Instagram on Thursday to sing the praises of the group. Um, and I think she said, young queen, stay focused, stay motivated, never quit. I'm with <laughs> you and couldn't be prouder. Obama wrote, wrote signing off with Mo, just M O. I love Michelle. Um, and adding a high five emoji. Literally, he, she's everything. These I'm, To be these girls, to write these incredible lyrics, like even if they don't want to get educated, yeah. they could they could kill Cardi B and Nicki Minaj right now. Oh, with what yeah, they just that's, did. That's, I'm so serious. Good. That was really impressive. That was so good, right? Um, artistically speaking, <laughs> it was just really impressive we, for people that age to do that. We were And we were just jamming out that whole time we were doing. Yeah, I think that... <laughs> is exemplifies what social media is good for Mm -hmm. when you put out something really empowering Mm -hmm. and uplifting and inspiring and it's able to connect instantaneously Mm. with the first lady of the white house and it just be this positive information sharing that's really what it's about the emoji of the the high five Mm -hmm. i don't need how do you you couldn't do that before emojis. Yeah. Like, now I get it. You're right. giving me a high five. Right. It's like, you know what LOL means now. Yeah. Like, there's... Anyway, I just want to say it's in a time where we don't value our teachers um, and that we don't value just good education and facts, you know, in this world. Um, it's cool to see a teacher be innovative in the way that he presents history and empowers folks, the students in his class, to be like, I'm... I'm the shit and then some and you better know it. The con- like the- and you saw the confidence in Mic her face. Mic drop. Mic drop. Just everything. Everything. So mm. Mm. Mr. Taryn Sims and specifically the girls who wrote that and were a part of that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Dope person. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. And yeah. I will buy it. Put it up on iTunes. I will buy it. And That's I incredible. will. Can you imagine running to that or working out to that? Ugh. I would um, die. Eh. Can you just give it to them, please? I'm just saying, any song that I run to only lasts for about three days, and then I cycle through. Oh, okay, but, that's fair. Yeah, that's I mean, fair. like, I would eventually. But it's like, but it's motivating. <laughs> but yes, if, for if the it comes first in, couple runs, sure. I'm melanated. Well, 
Just put it on repeat. Melanated, <laughs> melanated, melanated. I'm going to just use that in my in my vernacular all the time. Oh, just going to yeah. bring it into every conversation. You know, being melanated, you know, just yeah. in general. I would, you know those people in New York who walk around with boom boxes still mm-hmm. who play their stuff way too loud? Yeah. That's me. Next <laughs> next day I'm out with my boom box just like playing that song on repeat. But yeah, so that's, that's my dope person. That was great. I'm... Glad I was able to share that with you. I, I think it, the world appreciates it. <laughs> All right. Is there anything you want to add before we keep it moving? Uh, wait, we're moving into like done. We're done. We're done. Yes. I do, <laughs> I do want to give a shout out since we're still in the like, second half of this mm-hmm. on the basketball end. I forgot to highlight yeah. just the performance by Ben Simmons. Oh, that's right. Sixers. He had a triple-double He had recently. a triple-double. I forgot He's the youngest that. player to do that mm-hmm. since, like, 1960s. Yeah, it's been a while. And um, we were saying this last year. I don't know. Didn't we talk about this? Well, a lot of people are talking about this, but he came out into this league mm-hmm. with the hype quasi similar to LeBron, LeBron James. Yeah, I remember us and talking about that. And at 6 foot 10, mm-hmm. he is technically listed as a point guard. Mm-hmm. And he gets boards, mm-hmm. points, he gets the buckets, the yeah. boards and the assists. And so I'm just looking at this guy's career and his rookie year only 4 games in. Yeah. 4 games in. That's why I think that's why I put like Philadelphia could get up there if they can rally around him in if, a way that is if, if, Embi- the, if, yeah. they, if they mesh well. If Embiid stays healthy and mm-hmm. everyone admits that this guy is... Well, he did say that he's not guy. made of glass. Like, everybody stopped freaking out every time he falls. Joel Embiid. You only played 31 games in three <laughs> years. I think you, we deserve a little we bit deserve, We deserve skepticism. To, to be scared. <laughs> right? Like, who are you? Um, but, uh, no, I think if everyone admits that Ben Simmons is the future of this team, yeah, you're looking at something that could potentially could be, be really good. It could be really good. And in the Eastern Conference, you can make Literally. the playoffs this year. <laughs> it, could, it could happen because it looks pretty sad otherwise. They almost beat the Rockets the other day. I know. So, it was wild. like, I just wanted to shout out, like, Ben Simmons for performance of the week. Like, you're a stud. You're good a stud. Well, well done. So, uh, I think that's all that we have. Yeah. So, uh, stay motivated. Stay melanated. Stay elevated. <laughs> get educated. Well, you know, we'll uh, just be dope. Be dope. And, and we'll catch you later. <laughs> See ya.